What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 314 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. What up? And this week, we're geeking out about fighting games. Well, at least LJ is. Always. Uh, <laughs> the future of Warner Brothers. And it actually looks bright, so that's cool. Um, and Disney Plus stuff going on. So, I feel like Disney Plus, there's always news. Um that's true disney it's like disney used to just overtake our our movie section pretty much entirely and now it's moved to the tv section yes yeah kind of yeah i'm actually we'll we'll get into the warner bros news but that's probably what i'm most excited for um personally warner bros had a rough go hopefully some some new blood will help uh we'll get into the games we've been playing lj go ahead yeah, so I've been into a, a lot. Um, the first thing I'll mention quickly is uh, something I haven't played a lot uh, until recently, but uh, Predator Hunting Grounds is something I played with my friends at the Infinity Bros. Uh, I, I never get into these asymmetrical multiplayer games because I never have a lot of people to play with, but um, uh, they were playing the other night and they invited me, and we're kind of all pumped up about Prey, uh, which is coming up on Friday. And oh, that's soon. Cool. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that soon. Yep, I'm doing a review for the site, too, um, which will be cool. Um, but it was awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so in that game, you can literally, like, self-destruct as the as the Predator, like he does in the movies. And oh, so <laughs> and so one of the guys from the Infinity Bros, Jarrett, he was... Uh, so we had a one-person leave, so four of us took on, like, another player, Predator. And so all of us were dead, and he literally took that thing on, like, Arnold. And, like, I, I, there's, a clip, <laughs> there's a clip I put on... Uh, I shared on Twitter... But he literally, like, fought the thing, and the person hit the self-destruct thing, and he ran out of, like, the radius, and the thing, like, self-destructed, and he, and he basically got us the win. It was, like, straight out of the movie. It was awesome. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. It was amazing. Um, but that was a lot of fun playing with those guys. Um, we got to know those guys pretty well, and they're, like, one of the few podcasts I listen to regularly, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I had a similar experience in Apex recently. Uh-huh. It wasn't too long ago. Um, I was just picking up loot. And then, you know, the characters, they, like, when you start shooting, they tell you that someone's shooting. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I'm being shot at or whatever. And, like, by the time I would get to the guy being shot at, he would have, like, a whole team down. Oh. He carried me the entire... I don't even know if I shot a gun. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, he just wiped out everybody. Um, on, it was a PS5 version. I was just like, like, okay. Oh, I gotta right, win. Well. <laughs> I, I don't usually use a microphone. Um, I'm not... I don't know. I just, like, quietly... Yeah. In my, I mean... That game makes it easy to where you don't really need to. Also. Yeah. Right. I went and grabbed headphones. It's be like, man, I'm. You carried <laughs> me, uh, better than I've ever seen before in my life. <laughs> I think it was an honor, sir. That's cool. Um, the other game I, I want to give a shout out to because I got it out on a whim a few days ago, like in the middle of the week, and I already beat it. It was like kind of short, but there's a lot more to do. But it's called Severed Steel, and I've posted clips on Twitter. And it's basically like Max Payne meets John Wick. You play as this character. She basically... um, So she only has one arm. That's why it's called Severed Steel. And I think her name is Steel. Um, But it's like a super hot kind of situation where they put you in rooms. And you basically just have like access to this slow motion button. And you can just shoot people and run out of ammo. You throw a gun at somebody. You can literally take the sidearms off of the soldiers as you're like sliding and diving and stuff. And it's, it's, it's really fun. Um, it's only a couple hours long, but I had so much fun with it that I beat it in like two days and I was just like, 
it's rare that I get a game like that and beat it like right away. Oh, um, <laughs> so it was a That's lot of good, fun. Though. I mean, held your attention. Yeah, and then um, and it's nice too because like even the dev like from the official Twitter and the publisher were liking my tweets and stuff, and so it's like nice. it was cool to like. Like, like to see you know they know that I'm I'm into their game because it's like it's one of those games where it's very like the clips and things you can do are very shareable like you can literally do a backflip and take out like three dudes and like or do a wall run and you know like there's a lot of cool stunts and crazy things you can do like right out of movie um so it's super fun and then the last thing I want to mention because we are talking about Warner Brothers is I've been playing a lot of multiverses um oh yeah I I've, have. yeah it's <laughs> it's super fun um it's definitely no smash brothers but i feel like it stands on its own in, in some ways um like it's really good quality um i've maxed out so I, I mean you can level up characters even further but i maxed out wonder woman's like mastery rewards and so like she's she's my main um i actually got some birthday cash and i ended up getting the founder's pack but nice. you can you can unlock the characters with coins, um, so it feels kind of nice to actually unlock characters again, even though I just kind of skipped all that yesterday. Um, <laughs> but it's super fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. People are really good and get really really sweaty at a, at a certain point. Like once you start to get like to the higher levels, like past ten, so you'll start finally like getting into some real like good matches. Um, yeah, it's so much fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Wonder Woman is one of my characters. I've been trying out Steven from Steven Universe, and he's kind of mid as far as, like, character tiers go, but... That's what I've heard. I've heard Bugs yeah. Bunny's really good. Bugs Bunny's OP. He's getting nerfed. And actually, my main Wonder <laughs> Woman is getting buffed. So I was Let's like, go. yes! Um, but I'd love to see it. Yes, because I was like, I, like, she's very defensive, and sometimes I feel like I just don't have the chops to compare to, like, Shaggy, who's, like, real OP. Dude, dude's got a mean spike. Um... Mm-hmm. That game, they really teach you, like, they really emphasize, put a lot of emphasis on edge guarding and stuff, and, like, a lot of, like, air defense, like, you know, to try to, like, knock people, like, when they're trying to recover back and stuff. Like, it's super fun. Um, but, I can't believe yeah. they added LeBron James. Yes, and so that was a so thing. So funny. I think that was actually at, S- at SDC that they announced that. I forgot about that. But I have played as Le- LeBron, and. I mean, it makes sense because Space Jam, but he's actually a really fun character to play as. He uses his basketball a lot, and so, like, you can actually lose it and then gain it back, you know, and, like, do all kinds of cool stuff with the basketball, and it's, he's actually really fun to play as, so. Nice. I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I think most people, a lot of other people are too, so it's nice to see that um, it's doing well, so. Cool. Yeah, that's where I've been a lot of gaming lately, so that's it. That's awesome. What about Mm -hmm. you, Shelly? Well, we, my husband and I, we finished our Blue Lines um, playthrough. Nice. Fire Emblem Three Helps. So that's our first official playthrough, um, our first official, we, we beat the story, right? But it's like, that's the thing with this game, similar to Three Houses, there's different paths to take. So More to do, on. yeah. Now we are with the Black Eagle side, um, and then after this we'll do the Golden Deer side. Even though they have technically like different names in Three Helps, it's like Azure Gleam and Scarlet Blaze and... I think it might actually be Golden Wind, which is hilarious because JoJo's, but, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so, and I've heard a lot of people complain about the story of Three Helps, um, but I, I wasn't really disappointed per se. I think I just had low expectations already. Um, so it actually 
met those expectations. Because of uh, Age of Calamity. Absolutely. I was like, <laughs> I at least know two things for sure. I know it's going to be better than Age of Calamity, and I know it's not going to be as good as Strikers. So if I just mm. keep in that sort of realm, like, and, you know, it probably won't be as good a story as Three Houses either, because, like, it doesn't really make sense for, again, that was one of my issues with Age of Calamity. Um, so, sorry, a small spoiler for, for people who haven't played it and would like to, but I was really upset that Age of Calamity's story and plot um, left a better ending than, than like Breath of the Wild and like made Breath of the Wild feel like it didn't need to happen. Um, whereas I feel like Three Hopes was actually very complimentary to Three Houses. Like it nice. is sort of a different timeline scenario, um, but I think it was complimentary in the way that um, the stories were still somewhat similar um, in both games. But uh, it dropped a lot of lore, and it had a lot of cool character moments and in, in, in relationships and um, supports. All of the support conversations really good in this game. Um, I'm surprised with how like well it feels like a Fire Emblem game. Like it really is Fire Emblem, just with <laughs> Warriors gameplay. Like it's more of a Fire really Emblem good, game. Like job about like doing that lately with these like Warriors games. I love that. I know, and I'm really happy with it because I was just kind of anticipating not as chaotic and nonsensical as Fire Emblem Warriors, but like you know I had played that game, and so I'm just like mm -hmm. okay. That story was so bad, slash there barely was a story, it didn't make sense, I <laughs> yeah. kind of hated it. Um, so I kind of was like, alright, well that's where the bar is, so it's gonna be that probably, and of course it does. Um, there's... Yeah, I don't know, It's it was really fun to play as each character, and what is interesting about this game versus other warrior-style games is that most warrior-style games, each character specifically has a unique playstyle, whereas mm -hmm. in this game... Um, it's all dependent on class. So, like, each class oh, cool. has its own um, sort of gameplay loop and combos and moves and things like that. Um, what's unique about every character, every character does have a unique ability. Usually you hit the ZR button, sometimes you don't. Um, that allows you to do a special thing, whether that's an extra powerful attack or maybe, like, um, Felix's, for example, is really fun because uh, basically... If you dodge while a opponent is attacking, um, you get a speed boost and you could stack it up to seven times. So with Felix, nice. it's really fun because you could just zoom around and just be really quick and you feel like <laughs> a really, you know, he's a samurai-like character, right? So you just feel like you're just really super quick samurai, um, which is very fun. So I actually found and am finding because I mean we're still playing it, right? Um, all the characters to be really fun to play, especially. As the classes get more powerful, it does get more fun and it does get more satisfying, which I really appreciate. Um, I, I think it would be really annoying if like the base classes were more fun to play than the master classes, but thankfully that's not the case. The master classes are really fun. You feel so like I love playing as like a dark knight or holy knight um, or a moral savant, you know, where you can do physical attacks, but then you also have your magic abilities. Um, and I thought it was cool how they implemented like weapon durability and combo or um, what is it? Combat arts. That's right. Combat mm -hmm. arts from three houses. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. So like weapons don't actually break in this game, but you have a set amount of durability on each weapon. Um, and the more durability you have, the more um, availability you have. So the more times you can use combat arts, which like, so that's like cool. Makes sense. But also means that you can just use really broken weapons. Um, and you can just keep using them and you're not going to get punished for using it uh, in more than one battle like in Three Houses. Like, 
if hmm. you used a sacred weapon too many times in three houses, it was a pain to try to repair it. Uh, but that's not the case in this game, which I think is an improvement, if anything. Yeah. Uh, I really like how you can expand all the facility stuff, and that carries over into New Game Plus. So you can um, make the kitchen better, you can make the supplies better, you can um, you just upgrade things like that. Um, I really like that aspect. That feels very uh, modern Fire Emblem. Like, that's very much a thing from, like, Fates and... Um, I don't think Awakening. I th I'm thinking mostly of Fates, where it's like you had your little home base in the astral plane, um, and no, it doesn't make sense, because Fates doesn't make sense, um, but you can kind of <laughs> upgrade things in there, um, and that is that was actually kind of a fun thing in that game, too, so I liked that aspect. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm really enjoying it, even though I know a lot of people say they don't like the story. I do think a lot of people refer specifically to Claude's route, or the Golden Deer route, so we haven't played that yet, so we're, I'm curious to see kind of what they're talking about. Because <laughs> at least for me, I was like, eh, you know, I liked Azure Gleam, and so far hmm. I'm liking Scarlet Blaze. Um, they're fairly basic, but, you know, kind of interesting, but it's still fun to play. And I liked the map system. It kind of reminds me of, um, it reminds me a little bit of Dragon Age Inquisition, because you can kind of just like, which I think I might have mentioned before in this podcast, but, um, just the map spread and you can kind of like take over different parts mm. um i think that's pretty cool um but yeah now we're playing new game plus right so um a lot of stuff carries over a lot of like all you can get back to you can have the same levels as the last playthrough with your characters nice. you can um you carry over your money you carry over renown which is actually a thing um thing also um, in three houses where you collect something called Renown and you can use those Renown points in your next playthroughs to spend on cool stuff. Usually like really broken items or things. Um, what is kind of a bummer in this game is that uh, you can spend Renown on some cool stuff, um, like cool items. Like we got a really cool sword. You can get like the Sword of the Greater and things like that um, or like mm. cool alternative versions of it. Um, and so that's pretty fun. But there's also some unlockable characters you can buy. Oh, nice. That I won't say what the characters are, just in case people are worried about spoilers, but um, they're very cool, very fun. But what drives me insane is that you can't actually use them in any, like, story, um, or you, you can only play it in replay mode, is what oh, I should say. Oh, like the free play stuff that yeah. those games usually have? Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And that's awful because no one's replaying the same route again. Or oh, yeah, not no. many people are going to go back and grind levels because there's already yeah, no. so many levels you don't really need to grind the same ones you could just go to a new one um mm. and that unlocks other stuff and then once you're done with one playthrough you're probably going to play a different house or a different path like we're doing mm. and so that really leaves almost no opportunity for you to even play these characters um it's weird because it's like uh, and the same is with um i think you can also technically recruit and have some characters from your old playthrough like i think in replay mode we could play as dimitri Whereas even though, um, you know, we're playing the Black Eagles route, so it doesn't really make sense to have Dimitri because he's our Blue Lions. Um, I, so I think that's part of the reason they're like, oh, story re reason, you know, it doesn't <laughs> make sense to, like, have some of these characters um, yeah. here. But I'm like, come on now, it's New Game Plus. It's you should fun. let me do this. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. for fun. You don't have to have them show yep. up in the camp. You don't have to have them have any dialogue. Like, just I don't put them in the roster. That. Put them in my, yeah. Exactly, like, I just want them as playable units, yep. uh, they don't need to exist otherwise, so I'm like, that's pretty annoying yeah. that that's the case there, um, especially because you have to spend a lot of renown on them, so I, I, like, spent all my renown on them, and then 
I was going into a story battle and um, I couldn't select any of them. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And the thing <laughs> is, like, I looked online. I looked online and everyone's just like, you know, looking up, okay, how do you unlock these characters? I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's another step I need to take to recruit them properly. Maybe I just unlocked them, but I need to recruit them or something. Um, mm. But it just came up with guide after guide after guide of stuff I've already done. It's like, oh, new game plus, just spend, you know, your renown. And I'm like, that's not helpful. I literally had to go to Reddit <laughs> to see, I'll find a random post where someone was complaining the same thing where they realized you can only play in replay mode. So for anyone out there wanting to play, that's my warning to you. Um, they're very cool characters, but you can only play them in replay mode in your game mm. plus, which is a bummer. Um, but yeah. besides that, yeah, I'm liking the game so far. Um, I feel like I already talked a lot about it, but I just... <laughs> no, it's so cool. That's why. Um, it's your bread and butter. And it's also just really fun with co-op as well. I'm a big fan of uh, Wario's co-op because you just... I don't know, you just feel so strong because there's just two player units. Smash three just things. One, and you're just like doing all these crazy combos. Your kill count and gets together. to like 5,000. and Yeah, and yeah. like when we are fighting like next to each other, we can like combo like into each other's combos. Yeah. Like it's very fun. Um, That's cool. But... Anyway, I, I could stop talking. I've been playing that game a lot. <laughs> that's cool. Um, I played uh, Arkham Knight finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Quite a bit of it. I haven't gotten like, super, super far into it. Um, introduced the car. Put the car on top of a building, which was very ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that's a mechanic you'll be doing through ev- through a lot of the main like hubs in that game. The main, the main areas. Okay. Because it's almost like That's a Metroidvania kind of a thing to where, mm-hmm. like, you'll get a tool to be able to do this thing. And then oh, ha- yeah, yeah. halfway through the level, you'll, and then you'll be like, all right, well, I need the car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, that part is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I love the car yet or not. I know that was a lot of people's, like, critiques of the game in the first place. Um, I like using it as, like, a vehicle in a tank that they want you to use it as, you know? Like... For, yeah. it, for it to be such a huge puzzle mechanic is a bit off-putting, but other than mm-hmm. that, it's like using it in, like, it's like, you know, the Dark Knight. It's a big tank, you know? So. Yeah, I kept driving it off the building, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm annoyed now. Maybe I'll get better at it as I play. Progress, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I like it so far. I haven't played an Arkham game since Arkham City. Mm. On the Wii U. Wow, um, I forgot that game even came out on the Wii U. Yeah, so wow. it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's just like after watching the Batman, um, I like I don't know if I'm playing differently or if I'm just appreciating the atmosphere a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the atmosphere feels very much like the Batman. Yeah. Um, um, my brother-in-law actually loves the Arkham Knight series, and when the Batman came out, we like pull him aside. We're like, hey you're gonna watch this movie because it's like arkham knight batman it's very similar basically um, yeah so i like uh, yeah, that's cool like i literally walked into the precinct and they were like here's four crimes you need to figure out and it was like all right i'm gonna go be a detective now yes yeah. and I was like, that's when they give okay, you your like, cool. side missions and stuff yep yeah um so i'm really enjoying that that aspect of it i uh i kind of know the ending already a little bit um and so i do think it's kind of on the nose I know a lot of people were frustrated. I'm going to give some spoilers this game. I mean, it's, um, it's came out in, like, 2015, so go for it. Yeah, super yeah, old. Um, and I think everyone knows, too, that uh, in the end it ends up being... Uh, what's Red Hood's name? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. 
Yeah, so the Arkham Knight is uh, Jason Todd. But what I think is really interesting and is that, like, that was people's complaints about Arkham Knight is that it was so close to the Red Hood story. Uh, and then, spoilers to Titan Season 3, uh, which has not been out that long, so you're wanting to watch. And I, I think they pretty much reveal it immediately. Um, you kind of know what's going to happen with this. Mm. But, like, the story so far for Arkham Knight is very sizzle. I guess the other way around, Titan Season 3 story is very similar to um, Arkham Knight's. Interesting. Uh, just the inclusion of the Scarecrow, from what I've gathered so far. I mean, I've just started. But yeah. uh, Season 3 is heavily, like, Those Jason two things Todd are happening around the Red Hood time. working with Scarecrow really closely. Wow. Huh. Um, so... I don't know. I, it's kind of spoilery, but it's also like made pretty obvious pretty quickly in that season hmm. uh, what's going on there. So, um, yeah. it's just weird for them to be like, "Oh, the big critique is that they copied you copied a storyline, and then Titans to be like, we're gonna copy that storyline yeah. again." I, th- I think for me, it's just like it was meant to be. They build it as this big mystery. It's like, oh, you don't know this character. He's an original character, and it's like, oh, well, no, he's not. You know, like yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, they really should have just kind of like, let I, it I like be. his design, but mm-hmm. and like how he's this like military version of like Batman almost. But yeah, it's just the reveal is like, oh, really? That's it? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're just the Red Hood again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, oh, we've been here before. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. weird. Uh, I remember hearing about it like mm-hmm. when the game came out and thinking that it was kind of odd. Um, but so far, the journey's great. Uh, I don't care about the bat suits. They showed me a new Batsuit, and I was wearing the Batman Beyond suit, uh, which is the only Batman suit that matters. So you must and... have, like, the, like, full edition or whatever, huh? Yeah, uh, I just downloaded the PS Plus thing, and uh, oh, yeah. they gave me... I had to buy some suits, um, uh... but it um, like it came with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, it should. Hopefully it's, like, the deluxe edition that comes with, like, the season pass, like, the side stuff as well. Cause there's like I don't know. There was like a lot side... to unlock, but yeah, there's like side quests and like added like villains with Robin quests. and Batgirl and stuff. Well, those are separate, but there's like in game. Okay. There in there's a couple in game like expansion stuff too. Like oh, okay, I well, haven't well, played those. I might yet, have that some of that. But yeah, I haven't really looked. Um, I played in Arkham City. I played as the Batman Beyond yeah. uh, suit, and so I like immediately yeah. I was like, do they have that suit? Because their eyes are so weird in this game, and the Batman mm-hmm. Beyond suit, his eyes are just like blown. The Batman around. Beyond suit is is very weird in this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just the eyes, like normal Batman's eyes, are kind of that mm-hmm. dead Bethesda looking eyes. Um, yeah. It is cool that they light up white when he's like on his computer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to go to Batman Beyond right away. I was like, give me the red eyes. I don't need to see his face. <laughs> it's too much. And then super annoying they revealed this new bat suit and i'm like that's cool and i put the bat suit on in the cutscene, and i'm like okay and then they made me wear the bat suit that they were showing me like they took me out of my batman beyond suit to put this one on and i was like no i told you <laughs> that i want to wear this suit so it switched yeah yeah it was such an odd thing i've never had a game like switch my costume <laughs> like i it made sense in the cutscene. yeah um for them to do everything but i was oh. like that's not I didn't want to wear that, or I would have chosen that mm-hmm. because you gave me that option. Um, yeah. The Batman Beyond suit is way more advanced than whatever <laughs> suit you're trying to give me now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm loving it. I'd, cool. It's been a while, but it feels very much like Batman. Like it's probably the closest. Oh yeah. To like what Batman should be in my mind. Yeah. Um, 
the way that the people talk uh the thugs are talking around the city mm-hmm. about batman and uh he's kind of like this urban legend oh arkham origins was so good i know it's like the black sheep of the series but i love arkham origins more than arkham knight i think that's cool that's like my favorite that's arkham cool. game um yeah I'm, I'm liking it it makes me excited for that rpg that they're coming out with that action rpg yep oh yeah gotham knights yep I'm, Gotham Knights, yeah. My plan is to main Batgirl because I know every everybody else out there is probably gonna do like Nightwing and Robin and Red Hood. So I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna main Batgirl, just because I know she's the one character that like nobody's hardly gonna play as. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cool. I uh, it's it's cool stuff. All right. uh, you can get it if you have a PS Plus. You can get it on uh, PS PlayStation Plus. Five, like the ex- PS Plus Extra, the probably. Yeah, I'm not paying the extra stuff. It's just in the collection. Oh, that's right. It is in the collection. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. I missed it, I guess, before. So I was like, oh, Interesting. I haven't played it before. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's get into the gaming news. Okay. Yeah. So um, not much to really show here. I mean, there was a trailer, um, but there's a game coming out. Um, this was from the Annapurna uh, like showcase, um, but it's a game called The Lost Wild. Um, yes, that does sound like Lost World, um, because it is a dinosaur survival horror game, and, oh man, like, I've always wanted, like, a first-person horror, like, game from, like, in Jurassic Park or something like that, like, I've always pictured one, like, based on the book, you know, but, like, this is, like, the next best thing that I think we're gonna get, and I'm pumped for it, I think it's not coming out for, like, another year or two, but, uh, I am stoked for it. So I just wanted to give that a shout out because that's like that was the highlight of that showcase for me. Um, other than that, there was like updates on some smaller indie stuff, but yeah, super stoked for that. Um, in probably bigger news, um, the Kotor remake, the Knights of the Republic remake, um, is apparently delayed indefinitely, according to Jason. Such crazy. Jason news Schreier so and Bloomberg. Sad. And, and see, this is kind of why I was kind of worried or hesitant about it before, was because I know Aspire is, like, they do mostly ports. Like, I've said this before, they do mostly ports and, like, smaller stuff. So it's, like, for them to be working on such a project, I think, was exciting. Um, but apparently there's been changes in staff and, and stuff like that. So I guess because of those changes, um, the KOTOR game will not be coming out for a while. Um, and so it's, At least it's delayed, not canceled, I suppose. Yeah, like, I mean, devel- it sounds like development has kind of slowed to a crawl for now. Um, again, it's a bummer, because, like, I know people that, like, bought a play. I think even my buddy Caleb, he's like, oh, I'm buying a PlayStation 5, because I know Co- that KOTOR remake is coming out to that first, you know? like Crazy. Um, so it's delayed now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it does suck. I agree. Like, it, that, uh, that was exciting news when they did announce that they were redoing it. Um, so yeah and then the third piece of gaming news which uh, they I believe they wanted to get get out there ahead of Evo because people would be like alright where's Project L you know it's Evo we're going to wait for that announcement because usually at Evo not only is it a f- awesome fighting game esports event but they usually have big announcements around that time so um, the, the Riot Games the developers uh of this fighting game they basically did a dev diary explaining that the game will be free to play which is no surprise if you're a league of legends fan but they released games last year that you do have to pay for so i was unsure myself but it sounds like 
they have, according to them, they have got the mechanics down. They've they've got a few characters down, and now so they're really going to get into the design process, which tells me that uh, this game is still a long ways away, and to not expect mm-hmm. it for a while. Um, yeah, the small clips they showed look really cool and promising, but yes, yeah, they were definitely emphasizing like this is really early on in development. But I'm like, yep. you know what, it's fine. Yeah, It'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, and it's a if tag. If I can get some arcane characters, I'm in. Well, that's all it is. I mean, well, that's most of what it is. Is gonna be like. Yeah, the small clip is with um, Echo. So. Yes, uh, <laughs> but but Jinx has already been like shown in some of the tests too. Like, you know, Perfect. like there's definitely gonna be arcane characters in there. I was gonna say they that. they know arcane is yes. carrying them a little yep. bit. I mean, League <laughs> is has always been carrying them, but as far as like mm-hmm. the popularity with a character specifically yeah. goes, mm-hmm. yeah, they 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 know. Yep, I think even Echo's getting his own game, I think, pretty soon, too. Also, I don't know why Vi would not be in a fighting game, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that, yeah. she's a fighter. Literally a brawler. <laughs> yep, I geeked she's out when... yeah. I geeked out when uh, they kind of went forward with that stuff in the show. Um, mm-hmm. Like, all those... That show, like, just called back to a lot of that stuff, especially for fans. And I think this is going to be uh, a good game to kind of unite Arcane fans and League fans, because... Uh, I'm I'm hoping it'll be good and uh, it's a tag it's a tag system game and I think it's going to be really accessible. Um, so it's like uh, I can't wait for it to come out. So uh, that's gaming news. Cool. Well, we'll get into movies then. Ah, oh, I feel like I watched a movie, but I don't remember what it was, so I must not have. Uh, go ahead, LJ. Go. You got a pretty big one. Okay. All right, I had to take a breath there for a sec. Um, <laughs> uh, I've watched Nope. Uh, I've been wanting to see it for a while, and I got some extra birthday money, and so I was like, you know what? I'm chilling for the day. I'm not going to do much else. And so I was like, I'm going to go see a movie, which... It looks pretty good. Yeah, so this movie it has a lot more depth to it. Um, I mean, which I mean, you would expect that from a Jordan Peele movie, but it's not just like, ooh, aliens. Um, yeah. It's definitely one of the best like alien sci-fi like alien themed movies I've seen since like Signs, which you know even Signs is in that Shyamalan movie. I really like like Signs, but uh, it's like you know Jordan Peele also has you know very specific things he does and and things like that, and uh, it's very much a cautionary tale. Uh, All the characters are are really good. All the actors do a fantastic job. Um, there's some backstory there that I, I, I obviously won't share here, but there's some really heavy backstory stuff that I did not expect from this movie. Um, but, uh, it's, it's really good. Um, it's not, it's both what you expect and not what you would expect at the same time. And I, and that's a good thing. Like, I still haven't seen Us, which is Jordan Peele's second movie, which I probably should. Um... But it's like, if you know his style, you know you're going to get something special uh, with this one. So, uh, I'm definitely going to, like, watch it again when it comes out to, like, digital and, like, Blu-ray and stuff. Because there's certain things that, like, I kind of, like, paid attention to when, when I watched it. But then reading more about it, I was like, oh, okay. So, it's maybe not as complex as I expected it to be. Um, but also, there's a lot of things that, you know, were written and done just for the sake of being you know, part of the message and stuff like that of the movie. Um, There were certain things I thought that were going to connect closer than they did, but also um, very, very well written. written. So, yeah, yeah, Um, I I recommend it. 
I just love that Kiki Palmer's back at it. <laughs> She's really her. good in this movie. I like when I think of Kiki Palmer, I think of Akilah and the Bee. I used to watch that movie all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, really loved that movie. So it just it's hap- makes me happy to see people popping off for her again. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, really good movie though. I think I was thinking of Man from Toronto, which I'm pretty sure I talked about last time. Oh uh, yeah, last I think... week. Not Did last you? week. It's a couple weeks the week, ago. The week before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, in case I didn't talk about it, it's been so long. Uh, I don't know. Good movie. Kevin Hart plays Kevin Hart. We'll move on because I feel like I did. Yeah, that was one of those movies. I think my mom and I started one night and we're just like, oh, "This is kind of boring," and then turned it off. Oh, really? I really yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> Maybe I haven't talked about it then. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just another Kevin Hart movie. I think is the biggest yeah. problem uh, that I had. I've yeah. heard Gray Man's really good, and that's next on my list. He's, oh yeah, that was another movie we turned off and didn't. Fin- we kind of didn't finish. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah, I don't know. Oh for two, Netflix has been in my household lately. <laughs> um, aside from Dragon Prince, but you know. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get into movie news then. Uh, go ahead, Shelley. Yeah. So we have a couple things. Um, first thing, yeah, let's talk about Warner Bros. Since uh, actually. Is there more about stuff in the TV section? Because we already talked about Warner Bros. with uh, multiple. A little bit. <laughs> there is. So maybe it's a Warner Bros. Maybe it's a Warner Bros. show. Interesting. Yep. It is Not a Warner Disney Bros. show. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. Anyway. Maybe there's so, a reason for that. I was gonna say. So Warner Bros. has just brought on um, Alan Horn as a consultant um, for yes. them. Um, I believe Alan Horn actually used to work with them uh, a long time ago. Um, but basically, in this time in which he he was with Disney for a little bit. Um, and he's like super successful, right? Like, and everyone wants his consulting. So, um, it's actually pretty big that he's going to be consulting back for um, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, just because I don't know Warner Brothers. I think it's easy to say it's been a little bit hit or miss the last, uh, you know, decade. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> maybe more so miss in some ways. When you think Warner Bros, um, when you think of Warner Brothers in the Alan Horn era, think um, the Dark Knight movies. Harry Potter movies. I was gonna say like Harry mm-hmm. Potter, whereas I think of Warner Brothers now. I think of like, um, the crazy DC the universe new Harry thing Potter going on. Ones, but mm-hmm. are really the, the mm. magical beasts, magical creatures. <laughs> magical. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, when right? When Warner Bros. made good movies, <laughs> Alan Horn was doing a lot. I forget what they're called. Um, That's funny. But that and I think of Space Jam too. Yeah, Alan Horn hopefully wouldn't have let Space Jam 2 fly. Right, so this could be really good, though. Um, I think it's an mm-hmm. all-around dub because... Let's say he would have swatted Space Jam 2. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he would have blocked that one. Yeah. Um, jeez. So, <laughs> but I think this is all-around good thing because um, it's not like Warner Brothers is... Yeah, it's like they, they have done a lot of really good things, um, and they have as we now know so many properties um and i just don't think they've been utilizing them very well i think they are relying a lot on nostalgia and they're just doing making really bad decisions so um it sounds like alan horn could be like a a little uh positive thing that could happen for them you know and and Mm, sort of turn them into a good direction to right direction um that could be pretty exciting if a video game is one article said that like a big focus is the uh integrity 
Yeah. Um, not just with like movies, but having like like workplace integrity for the actors and stuff, mm-hmm. um, which makes me think of uh, the guy who played Cyborg. Oh yeah, Ray Fisher oh and all the yeah. stuff. Ray with, and stuff. All the stuff with like Joss Whedon and everything, and like like even if the movies don't get better, which hopefully they do, um, at least it should be a little bit of a safer organization to work for again. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool. Yeah, and I think this is really exciting too because um, yes, I think he has worked with Disney, but like this isn't Disney. Warner Bros. is not Disney, and I feel like right. we have really reached this point in which Disney, as far as movies, have really hit almost a monopoly at this point like they're yep. the main things people go to theaters for i mean i'm i'm kind of a hypocrite right like i i'm with that right like i don't really go to theaters very often anymore but it's usually if there's a marvel thing out i'll go our new disney thing out and obviously we're talking about disney a lot in the tv news as well um warner brothers has all this you know power and um opportunity they just have floundered it for so long and i think it could mm-hmm. be really good for honestly just the market and just having some competition of like well it's not all going to be disney we're going to have some exciting stuff from warner brothers too um something that mm-hmm. we can actually count on being good and not just like again like those harry potter movies i've given up hope on them because they're all yeah. really bad um but who knows maybe he can maybe not make harry potter say things for say but just make other things that can be really good um but yeah, I think it's all good news. I was going to say earlier that it's pretty bad if a video game is the best thing that they got going right now. No kidding. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's a little bit weird, especially just, you know, free little fighting game, little platform. That's all, and, and that's what's surprising. I'm like, this thing is actually really good, and like everything else in Warner Brothers is really bad right it's now. It's really not great, so... <laughs> right, yeah, I didn't Except for a few like... things. I'll, I'll, like, the exceptions of, like, Peacemaker and, like, Suicide Squad and... Like Shazam. The Batman. I mean, yeah, the Batman. Th- there's exceptions. They're making solid uh, movies when they're trying not to be Disney. Yes. Um, That's really Which is interesting because I'm point. hoping that... Uh, I'm really hoping that uh, Alan... Oh, I lost his name for Alan a second. Horn. Alan Horn. Uh, kind of makes them more like Disney, mm-hmm. in a way. Talking about the, the competition stuff and all that. Yeah. Um, Just something that makes so, you want to go to a theater, right? And yep. something that yeah. you know is consistently going to be um, a certain caliber. Because, like, mm-hmm. Marvel, a lot of, like, these this newest phase of Marvel, for example, has been pretty disappointing. But part of that is because they have, for so long, still held this really high standard. And even their, like, you know, um, the latest Thor movie and Multiverse of Madness, like, we've talked about it a lot. But, like, in the end, they aren't actually, like, really bad movies. We're even their weakest stuff to... is still decent. Exactly. We're just used mm-hmm. to their heyday we're used to them being really really good and so now it's like we've forgotten what bad movies look like because we're, <laughs> right this is what yeah. we see and we're used to like really high caliber stuff so i think this could be really a good opportunity a good for them point. to maybe like, get back to that run. Mm-hmm. when you compare thor love and thunder to previous thor movies then maybe it's not as uh you know as good it's probably but still better than thor one and two you compare it to like the suicide squad or the justice league movie that came out it's like the superior movie Right. Uh, to the DC movies still. Mm-hmm. Even though it's yeah. like one of the weaker Marvel movies. It's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah, yeah now I feel like with Warner Brothers, it's like that the standard is really bad. The standard is bad. <laughs> they don't really... Like, Suicide Squad being good was, like, pretty surprising. And, and Peacemaker. And some Peacemaker, some of their stuff yeah. has been very good lately. But it's been and, a And part of that ride. also is, specifically for Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, I think James Gunn is, like, a huge aspect well, yeah. of that. Almost probably soul aspect of that so 
Um, yeah. But anyway, all this being said, yeah. that's good good news, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. The, this is actually a good segue into our next news. Um, talk about Shazam um, and how, surprisingly enough, with all these, you know, talks of universes, like cinematic universes, like um, the MCU and even like DCU, right? Remember that? Like being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly enough, Shazam and Black Adam, the directors have not really had a conversation about like having a crossover, which is really... It makes no sense. It, yeah. It is, yeah. It's like, on one hand, I obviously overall am not a fan of introducing new universes and stuff, but like DC is already somewhat established. And also it's just like, if, if Black Adam is most known for his connection with Shazam as a as a sort of anti-hero villain kind mm-hmm. of character. Like, the he really is kind of like the anti-Shazam. They have similar outfits. He should have literally been the villain for this movie. Yeah, so... And maybe even the first one. It's like, I guess, and again, maybe I'm just used to all these stupid universes, but um, the fact that, you know, when Black Adam was... The trailer first came out, it was like, you know... It wasn't that long after Shazam, but I was like, oh, of course, like... You know, Shazam came out, and now they're doing Black Adam because they have Shazam, and now people are sort of paying mm-hmm. attention to Black Adam because mm-hmm. they're getting interested in Shazam, and then they're going to eventually do, like, some sort of movie together, and that will be exciting. Um, but apparently, and, and not to say that won't happen, but the fact that that wasn't <laughs> the plan is very interesting to me. I, I definitely would have thought, and granted, I haven't seen either movie, um, and, but... So maybe there's really just no connection at all, or no things that they're teasing. Which again, so I their costumes totally literally are the fair. same. Yeah, that's what, I mean. that's what I mean. It's like it's it's like it's different than like, you know, I can understand with like, and okay, I guess it's not a very good example because Spider-Man villains are still with Sony. But I think you know you can make Spider-Man movies, but then you can make his like Spider-Man villain movies like separated, and that's fine. Um, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's not a very good comparison. They still feel like they're missing. Yeah. I, I think this is like, interesting. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson uh, yeah. yesterday put on Instagram uh, that Seven Brooks Production, which is a production company, have major plans to build out the Black Adam DC universe and the and the DC Pets universe. Super Pets universe. Oh, my gosh. Which like, why are you making a thousand different universes like, for I guess DC? We don't like a swing in a mist, too. We don't need universes, but it's fine to have, like, a crossover. It's kind of like the, it's like, it's like Godzilla, right? And um, mm-hmm. King Kong. Like, that's yeah. a better example. Forget it. I was talking about that's, Spider-Man. That's, that's an example. in-house example, too, right there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you can still have a Godzilla movie. You can still have a King Kong movie stand on mm-hmm. its own, and that's still really cool and exciting. However, there still is a connection there that's already been established yep. in previous media, previous, you know, creation of their characters and, and yeah. their lore and all that um so it only makes sense to have a crossover movie with them which is what they did right um godzilla versus king yeah. kong so i just it's it kind of is very surprising to me that this seems like a very similar scenario and that yeah. it wasn't already planned um and that they're trying to do other things like yeah because like at sdcc i think it was even like zachary levi and like other people yeah. were like when they asked when that question got asked they're uh, got asked they're like i don't know like, you tell me. Like, you know, like, yeah. and, and I have Shazam no idea. Was, Shazam was pretty popular, too. Like, that mm-hmm. was a, I heard it was a pretty good movie. I never it's a good movie. It, but, it really is. So I would mm-hmm. think that they would want to do more there. And 
whether it just be a Shazam 2 or, again, like a crossover with them. So, I don't know. Kind of sus. Yeah. That's weird. all that they showed at SDCC was Shazam and, and Black, Black Adam. Adam trailers. So, you Shazam would think... But no. Yeah, there'd be a plan there. It makes <laughs> sense. They yeah, don't but... know what they're doing. And then Marvel comes out going... Yeah, here's a... <laughs> Here's our, not a five-year plan, but like 15-year plan. Which granted, I don't know if all that stuff in Marvel's going to be good, but it's true. They have a plan, and they, they have an established yeah. thing that they're going forward with. So that's something that... Yeah. I yeah, don't need don't five have. different universes in DC. Mm-hmm. Nope. We'll talk about that in TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. It'd be a multiverse. <laughs> yeah, the um, last movie <laughs> news I'd like to talk about is the um, trailer for uh, Oppenheimer. Ooh. Yeah, that just got released. It actually got John released alongside Jacob nope. Oppenheimer Schmidt. That's Jingleheimer. No. <laughs> this is it's it's a Christopher Nolan film, which is really freaking significant because Christopher Nolan's really good at making movies. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> he's really good at making movies. That trailer looks really freaking cool. Um, it does. You have the you have the black and white aesthetic, but then the fires of the nuclear bomb. It's like shoot it's very eerie like that trailer like i when they showed it before nope i was like wait what is this because they already dimmed the lights and everything and i was like wait what's going on here and i was like oh i was like it's the trailer for oppenheimer i was like okay like i remember hearing that it existed before like that it came out before the movie and so i was like oh i forgot that this was a thing and it was amazing yeah like just the eeriness and just it definitely is eerie. it was very tense for being just like a teaser yeah. I was going to say, speaking of Warner Brothers, but it's actually Universal. I forgot that he moved. Oh, yeah. Nolan. Yeah, so, Oops. um, looks really cool. I think it will mm-hmm. release a couple days before the, um, I forget which anniversary, what number, but, like, the first nuclear bomb going off, mm-hmm. which is, like, so weird. It's a July cause... movie. Yes. Yeah just feels weird because it's like that's not something to celebrate it's not necessarily celebrating it but it is like you know it's stating it as a thing i'm just very curious to see like more about this movie it looks really cool Mm -hmm. um and we obviously trust christopher nolan he's really good at making movies so um and cecilia murphy that guy can act yeah he's the actor Mm -hmm. an amazing actor really good with like the emotionless um i haven't watched a lot of what's that netflix show that he's in piggy blinders oh yeah Uh, but he's usually got a very like stern, emotionless face, um, non-reactionary. Um, yeah, I think that'd be perfect for Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. The weight of making what he made, I'm sure, was. Oh lot. yeah, that's gonna be intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like the whole idea of like, the world changes. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, the world should change after that. So, that's a. Uh, I don't know, scary, but interesting. Um, very daring to. In the meantime, that. you can watch Thanos versus Oppenheimer in uh, on Epigraph Battles of History. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> That's all. It's probably. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Let's, let's move on. Okay, we'll get into uh, some TV stuff then. I I don't know what it is about the show, um, but one of my favorite Netflix shows is Car Masters from Rust to Riches. Uh, nice. and i like binged three seasons uh and then had to wait a year and it had been like two years um <laughs> between their seasons because of covid um and it is literally talked about it on the podcast before but they 
started out with um, just buying like cheap junked cars and fixing mm-hmm. them up, and they would flip them or they would trade them to someone else for a like more expensive junk car, and they would fix that junk car up until they got to a hundred thousand dollar price point. Oh, nice! And uh, it was really really cool. And then uh, after a while, they like worked their ways up to a car that uh, they ended up. Like putting in a museum, donating to a museum, and that skyrocketed their their career. Um, <laughs> it's such a good show, and now this last season is is even crazier. Um, they're doing even more, and uh, it's cool that like I don't know the way that it's just like a normal reality show that you see anywhere else, but the storytelling in it um, is like really well done. The way that they film things, hmm. uh, they do a really annoying thing where they don't end the episode. At the ending of the episode, you have to get to the next one to finish the ending, basically. Netflix oh. is notorious for that. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. So they'll, like, go to sell a car, and he's like, so what do you think? Do you, is it a deal? And then uh, it will, like, go to the next episode. That's weird, because, like, I can see them doing that for, like, commercial breaks and stuff like that. But I yeah. guess with that, there is no commercial break. So right, you it just makes you want to watch the show and keep going. Yeah. Um, my wife has no idea like doesn't know anything about cars doesn't care about cars um and she loves it just for the mere fact of like the characters um which are real people but just they're such different personalities um and the and the storytelling of it all it's just cool i don't know and the cars is super cartoony uh gotham garage does very like like they made a car based off of a hot wheel oh nice Um, yeah and so like their cars are kind of just like these unrealistic looking creations they're fun yeah. That's how I've been watching. Cool. What about you, Shelly? Um, so I was trying to think about TV I watched. Um, what's so funny is that I actually watched TV. Um, well, my husband and I, we, we took a trip to Ocean Shores in Washington, um, which is great. It's by, the, it's by the ocean. It's lovely. Big, long beach. I was going to say, if it's not Ocean Shores, I hope it's by the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. But anyway, all that said... <laughs> Um, we're in the hotel room and there was a, um, we, we were just like, okay, there's a TV and my instinct when there's just a TV and we just need to watch cable, I always go to Food Network. Yep. I don't know why. I was growing up my whole life. <laughs> That's it's a always good been one. Food Network. I love Food Network, um, for the most part. And so we ended up watching like five or six episodes of Beat Bobby Flay because, you know, freaking yes. like all these. I don't know why. I don't know. If Guys, grocery games, diners, drive-ins and dives. Yeah. I don't know if it's changed with like streaming services being out now and me not like watching cable hardly at all anymore. But it seems like most cable television, they just show all these like the same show over and over yep. and over for like literally just huge blocks of time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that used to be a thing, too. And I just forgot. That's totally valid. But um <laughs> Basically, we just watched a bunch of B. Bobby Flay because we had other, nothing else to watch. So um, I don't even really know what to talk about that show. I just think it's kind of funny. Uh, it's just a funny show. Um, it always makes me wonder how, like, you know, how staged is this? Is this how how planned was this? Um, right. It's, it's just kind of funny how Bobby Flay is is an executive yeah. producer to this show, and it's literally just a show about him being <laughs> cooked than other people and destroying yeah. their dreams <laughs> by being doing their signature dish better than them. But there were some episodes where. Um, oh yeah, he loses. The competitor won. Yeah, and it's like I've seen the show before, but it was just kind of a nice, like, nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Um, even though there were like newer episodes, um, but yeah. it was kind of just like, 
I don't know. Like, yeah. I watched a lot of things growing up, like Nickelodeon, Disney, but I also just watched so much Food Network. <laughs> so Same. it's like, it reminded me of, um, like, watching Iron Chef, just like classic Iron Chef, um, Iron Chef America, and things like that. So, um, yeah. anyway, I don't even have more to say about that other than it just makes me want to cook more Food Network dishes. Because I actually <laughs> have made a Bobby Flay dish before. I made his chocolate mousse. Um, that can be found Ooh. on the Food Network website. Ooh. And it was really good. And if you could, if I could do it, you could do it. Because I'm not very good. <laughs> so. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's one thing with Rush to Riches. You had mentioned, like, is something staged or not? And uh, there's a lot in that show where you're like, there's no way that wasn't For sure. like, rehearsed. Yeah. Um, but it's still fun. <laughs> like, the, 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 and this happens in any, like, cooking competition show, including yeah. Chopped. Like, any single one. Where they're always, like, they're counting down, like, ten nine eight yeah. and it shows yep. them like putting the final like touches on their dish it's like how'd you do like, that no that way. fast <laughs> no way does it actually <laughs> yeah. like pan out that way they just yep. film them looking frantic plating things and it's definitely not at the same time yeah it's definitely not when the time's running down they just do the camera magic to make it look bad which is like you're, fine with me it's you're like i've played overcooked me. it should be more chaotic than this yeah um <laughs> But anyway, I just kind of thought uh, it was fun. To In watch. this, it's always the bartering when they're going back and forth about like buying a car. I'm like, there's yeah. no way you didn't make this deal before filming. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's just like they have so... to pretend to barter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awkward. I'm like, it's so like mm-hmm. the numbers will be so perfect. It's like, okay, I see, I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I still watch Food Food Network on the regular with my mom. Like when she'll put that on, or she has Discovery Plus, and like yeah. there's a lot of stuff we'll watch on there. Like a this lot of Food week... Network. This last week was also Shark Week, I think. Oh, so yeah. Yep. We were, at the very last second, we did tune into, like, a random shark show about, like, they were trying to discover the secret as to why this entire clan of tiger sharks are all women. They're all they're all female tiger sharks. Where are the male tiger sharks? What's going on? Um, but I didn't get to finish watching it, so I never learned the mystery. So <laughs> um, if you did watch that and learn the mystery, um, you should tweet at me. Um, and let me know because I'm curious. <laughs> all the male sharks have gone. Yeah. I was. It was weird. I was like, I don't know. I never cared about tiger sharks before, but now I'm invested. Like, <laughs> like I am an activist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LJ, uh, how's the new Harley Quinn? Have you been watching the new yeah, season? Yeah, I watched. So it they start off with three episodes, and it's gonna, cool. it's going to release weekly for a short time. And I like it. It's more Harley Quinn. Um, obviously, based on the way that last season ends, like there's the new dynamic of the of relationships and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still a really good show. Like, despite it being like adult and like just a very aggressively like violent and like vulgar, it feels like it's well written to where it's like beyond that. Like. I feel like there's not, like, as many, like, redeeming qualities as, like, there is in, like, a, a Peacemaker kind of thing. But it's just right. very well written, and it's very it's very funny. Um, it's so kind I, of a Rick and Morty to me uh, in yeah. the sense that, like, there's a point to the chaos. Yes, there, there really is. Like, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's, and, and it's, the, it's the thing that they've tr- been trying to do, especially in, like, Birds of Prey, where it's like, you know, you don't need Joker, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, right. Which is even more so this season. Um but it's good though. It's fun, and yes, I'm going to preface again: hard, mature on this show. Yes. Uh, if you're not if you're not comfortable with adult cartoons, do not watch this. Um, Even more so, I would say. Um, yeah, I brought that's up true. Rick and Morty, but it's probably worse than Rick and Morty. Uh, more like right. Solar Opposites. 
I don't. Rick and Morty goes pretty hard too, though. Uh, there's thing. There's things that they do in Rick and Morty that I don't know if they would do in Harlequin. Yeah, but okay. I, I don't know. Like, solar was... Opposites gets pretty. Uh, I watched a little bit of that. I didn't talk about that. Um, but Solar Opposites probably is more mature. Um, it's the Hulu version of Rick and Morty. Same creators, oh, same uh, yes. voice actor. Um, Rick and Morty's funny. Goes it, it, it goes a little far sometimes. <laughs> Huh? Is that their things? Aren't they aliens, or am I mixing? Yes. Them? Yeah, they're aliens. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep. So yes, cool. I recommend it with a big asterisk. Big. Yeah, caveat. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we'll get into the news then. Perfect. Uh, talking about Harley Quinn. Um, something Warner that Brothers. has in its own universe. <laughs> um, not just Warner Bros, but DC. Um, mm-hmm. Arrowverse is technically ending. Um, with The Flash Season 9 airing uh, in 2023. It'll be Season 9. It'll only have 13 episodes capping it off. Um, I feel like it's going to end with a whisper, not a bang. Uh, Which which reminds me of the joke I was making earlier. I'm like, wow, they're just really taking this thing out back, finally. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It's terrible to say, but I'm like, it's been time. You know? Yeah. I just, I'm hopeful that the 13 episodes are like a big deal, but I don't see that being the case. I mean, I don't know how many people watch The Flash anymore. Um, the show has been the same show for years now. And, and it's sad because, like, I really genuinely enjoyed, like, honestly, The Flash was, like, my favorite Arrowverse show. Yeah. yeah for same. a good while there. And, like, I never got into Arrow that much and some of the other shows. So, mm-hmm. like, that was it for me up until a few yeah. years ago. Um, long, long time listeners may remember, uh, I would like annoy the crew cause that would yeah, be, Joe used to what call are you watching? watching? And I was like, this is the Arrowverse show that I watched <laughs> this week and this is why you should watch it. Yeah. Um, at the time it was such a cool idea to, it was. um, it, it was like the Marvel cinematic universe, but it was in television and, yeah. um, I don't know. It was, it was new, I guess it was really fresh. Now everyone's doing a universe and everything's connected and yeah. Disney Plus is doing uh, crazy well. I think I kept comparing it to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was supposed to be like incorporating the movies and was doing yeah, a terrible job. And so it was like, I'm literally getting the Flash in the Arrow TV show. That's so yeah. cool. And, and um, it's like they and I guess not. They weren't like super amazing, you know, but they were really good. But uh, yeah, it was de- fun. Definitely slowed down in quality. Yeah, I think the quality went down and they started they had so many shows. Uh, I could keep up with Arrow and I could keep up with Flash and that was cool. And mm-hmm. then Legend of Tomorrow, I tried yes, and I just couldn't keep up. Yeah, they were coming out at like, yeah. the same time. I wish um, I would have watched more Legends of Tomorrow because I feel like I would have I would have liked that one. Yeah, it was at fun. The very, at the very least with Disney Plus shows, they, they do space them out. They do not have right. the multiple yeah. running. And they usually space it out with like Star Wars in between. So it's like mm-hmm. Marvel show, Star You're Wars, Marvel burnout. show, some other show, another break, a Marvel show, Star Wars... So, the Arrowverse, though, you would have had to watch an episode every night of the week almost. That, that's, that I think it was no. four um, was the top. And it was um, Arrow, yeah. Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, and then Supergirl was kind of in the universe. Um, it, it would kind of... I, it's complicated. Arrowverse yep. is complicated. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I just couldn't keep up four days a week trying to watch television, TV. That's yeah. four hours of this one... Like, four different storylines, four different shows. Yeah. Uh, it just ended up being too much. Um, I couldn't watch other things and do that. So, 
Um, yeah, it's sad to see it end, but it's it's time, I think. You're still going to have uh, Superman and Lois, and then, I believe... Stargirl. Stargirl. Um, Which, that Superman is... show is apparently really good. I've only watched, like, the one season, but I liked what I watched at the time. Cool. I, I haven't seen it. That's on HBO Max now, isn't it? Didn't yeah, I think both might be. Actually, I don't know if Stargirl is or not, but I know Superman and Lois is for sure. Okay, so... I don't know. It's a end of an era, but it's time. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that they just kill all the different universe stuff and kind of, as much as I would hate to see Titans go, uh, I really wish they would do ooh, kind of a cohesive ooh. universe just, thing. Just put Grant Gustin in the main movie Flash universe now. Yeah. It's time. Let's do it. Um, I think we need a Flashpoint. Like, the ending of the Flashpoint Paradox uh, movie with What's-His-Face um what is that guy's name I, I can't call him what's his face uh ezra miller ezra miller yeah what's their face too I yes I yeah getting political yep um <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, man they just that need just to... needs to like he needs to do something and it just blows up the entire multiverse and then we have a singular universe for a little bit um until we forget that everything has happened just get grant grant gustin just do it like that's now either that, like, that or no, kill all universes and have sh- movies like the batman and be original in each yeah and good movies oh and but if they but if they decide to recast i mean you don't even have to necessarily recast right there you got it yeah fan cast this is a tangent i'm uh-huh. so on board though with a homelander's actor playing um the reverse flash Ooh, edward thon that'd be good jeez so perfect yeah <laughs> That would be like he's got awesome. that cockiness. Oh, I mean, it, so him. perfect. Typecast him. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> we can move on. Um, I just I, this whole section does make me reminisce of the fact that we used to talk about the Arrowverse <laughs> almost every show. Kind of nostalgic. Yes. There was an there was an era in which we're like, Cody, are you gonna talk about Arrowverse today? And you're like, yes. <laughs> yes. And then eventually, Flaro. eventually, Flaro, it was like, yeah. eventually, it was like, no, I'm good. Yeah, then we stopped, yeah. and now it's happening. It's, it, is, it is because you, Cody. It, then you then it turned into Viking shows. Yep, they turned into Vikings. That's true, actually. <laughs> I, the, the I remember movie. Joe. I would be like, he, I'm like, well, uh, a new episode of Arrow came out. And he would, <laughs> or like, I would be, it would be in the news. It would be a, a big crossover event. And yeah. Like, right. Joe Morgan, a co-host, uh, an old co-host on here, uh, would literally roll his eyes. He would be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like and because you would always too, you would just be like, "Yeah, it's still not good." Every week, <laughs> you'd be like, "It's still not good." Oh, it disappointed me again this time. Oh, you know what? I was, I, so I was hopeful. hoping for this, but it, you know, it's standard, meaning it's not really good. And this was every week, and me and Joe would just be like, "Why are you watching this? Why do you? Why are you?" Because I this? wanted it to be so good. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It wasn't. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> Or else, we wouldn't be talk- or else we wouldn't be talking about this cancellation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Watch Titans. Titans was, <laughs> Titans was good. Um, something that I do expect to be good, Star Wars Andor, which I think this is the second ep- uh, second episode, second trailer that came out. It looks it. good. And I... Yeah. P- part of me, like, didn't... I really didn't care at first. But now I'm like, ooh, this... It looks good. It looks, it doesn't look like Star Wars uh, in a really good way. Um, 
But isn't that, that what we sense. liked about Rogue One too? Is that it wasn't really like Star Wars? Yeah, it looks more like Rogue One, which I'm yeah. happy about. I'm very. It looks. Time... It looks. It doesn't look like. Uh, I don't know how to say this. I was talking to my friends about it. How it's like with these, especially the Marvel shows, and even some of the other Star Wars shows. Like there's some sort of like shininess to it. Like the the colors are like a little too bright. There's like a lot of weird polish on it that is little too artificial sometimes um mm -hmm. but then this like doesn't have that and i know it's because they're like changing up how they're you know they're using the dome or whatever um for yeah to look it up stagecraft is what they would call it okay uh, yeah stagecraft is the the screens that are like green screens but they're real-time projections yeah. that you're filming you, you know what's really cool too like, is i think i'll appreciate this more and rogue one more now that i've seen clone wars because saw is literally oh, in clone wars that's true yeah so nice. that was really that was a fun time because I was like, oh, all right, I didn't know he was way back in Clone Wars. Like, so that's kind of neat. This looks like a like a good sci-fi series, and it just happens to be in Star Wars. I think yeah. it reminds you that a couple times. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy that. Um, I think Star Wars seems to be best when it's not about space wizards or a Skywalker. Um, yeah. Morally about Skywalker, because Obi-Wan was great. That's true. Uh, there were different issues in Obi-Wan, um, but I just also, story beats that don't I make also sense. Like, um, and I think part of it is just because the most recent Star Wars media I've watched besides Obi-Wan is the um, sequel trilogy, um, or, or movies from the sequel trilogy. I think I'm just excited to get back to this I, the, the era in which the Empire legitimately had power. They actually mm -hmm. were ruling. And you felt that in Rogue One really strongly. And so yeah. I'm really excited yeah. to see more of that because it's like, you know, there's a prequel trilogy where it's like the flip side where it's like the, the um, Republic had all the power and then all the, you know, the Sith kind of came up from nowhere and then, you know, Empire stuff. Well, not necessarily from nowhere, but like you see the transition like happen so fast, you know, or 66, or 66, very cool. Um, and then you have the, that, that heart that um, the original uh, trilogy has is the fact that they're like a small group of people rebelling against mm -hmm. a greater empire yeah. um and that's very good and, and, and it has a lot of heart to that um and then that's not there in the sequel trilogy because the republic has the power again but they try to mimic it and it just doesn't work it doesn't work yeah. well, in my mm -hmm. opinion so i'm really excited to go back to you know they're they're like you know explore the origins of the rebellion i'm just like this is really yeah, cool because yeah. that's one of the really good parts that we love about the original trilogy and that we loved about rogue one obviously it's very similar to rogue one um having the same characters and all but um i'm i'm really excited for that aspect because i think um you know i still love the prequels um i really like the original trilogy but i think going back to the actual actual rebellion like there's actual oppression and there's actual things yep. going on there's actual danger like we don't know these characters super well obviously we know the main character um in rogue one so like we know he's gonna live probably right because this is a prequel right um and we know yeah but it's like most of these characters we're not gonna know they could just die at any time we could get really attached to them and because being an actual rebel is really freaking dangerous um, very heroic but like in a situation like that but very very dangerous um they could just die so i just think that's cool like that was the same feeling with rogue with one we're just that. like here's all these characters who are probably gonna die you know so it's gonna be more of that which i'm very excited about yeah typically yeah. favorite line in the trailer was like, you can call it what you want i'm gonna call it war and i was like Ooh, yeah yeah so good that's definitely a precursor to everything that the original trilogy had as far as 
Exactly. The rebellion versus the empire. Yeah. yeah. It's like going back to the it's that honestly I think is more the root and the heart of Star Wars is that initial like we're rising up against the tyranny that yeah. the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy just doesn't have. And the prequels set up, right? They set that up. Yeah. Um but that's that's um, Yeah, the prequels are like we're just trying to fight this thing off, you know, more yeah. so than the prequels. Yeah. They don't really realize, you know, how yep stuff is seeping and corrupting into their industry into their into their leadership and their politics yeah and, and how it's all yeah. of a sudden just at the flip of a head that they all the power goes sideways um it's so yep. cool I, I really like star wars um i also just think it's really <laughs> funny that bill anderson is in this every time i see that actor i think bill anderson from Omnia. he's always what i think of so <laughs> i'm like bill anderson <laughs> Uh, the other piece of news that we have going on is also Disney Plus news, uh, and that is a secret invasion. Uh, we kind of already knew that that was happening. Uh, it was announced quite a bit ago. We knew that it was the Scrolls, um, but MCU or Kevin Feige, I should say, is dubbing it the first Disney Plus uh, crossover event, and so uh, most likely we're going to be getting characters from Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. Uh, Just give me more Oscar Isaac, please. I love Oscar Isaac. <laughs> Loki and Hawkeye. See, that's. I don't think we're gonna get that. I think it'll probably be if there's anyone from Moon Knight, it'll be um, the Scarlet Scarab or someone. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, true. I think it's gonna be more of the side characters, and not like an Avengers team yeah. up of all those shows. Like Maria Hill is supposed to be a big character in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. I could see Rambo being a big part from WandaVision um Falcon Winter Soldier I don't know but some military people I don't mean that was full of oh, stuff yeah. Loki is one that I'm like is it I can't imagine that's gonna cross over with this but maybe we'll see mm-hmm. uh that would be a weird one um maybe Sharon Carter will be involved in it somehow stuff Sharon like Carter I could definitely see in a secret invasion situation um so I don't know I'm excited for it I think it'll be cool it'll be uh, a Disney Plus show uh I don't remember what it comes out but it's gonna kind of cap off the Disney Plus shows that we've seen so far. And I'm, it's I'm the beginning of, I think that and Ant-Man are the beginning of Phase 5. Phase 5. Like, okay. Yeah, because that's what we talked about last week, is how they had all the phases mapped out. So, uh, Wakanda Forever is going to be the last piece of this phase we're in now, which is Phase 4. Gotcha. And then Ant-Man and Secret Invasion are going to kick off Phase 5. Makes Craziness. Sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes... Like when you put uh, Kang is Ant Man, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than Secret, we have the Secret uh, Secret War, which yeah. I don't think has anything to do with Secret Invasion, but you've still got precursor titles. Secret Invasion, I feel like, is going to be almost like a Captain America Winter Soldier kind of thing, where just everything yeah. starts to unwind. That, I'm right. curious who is all going to be scrolls. I feel like that's a really <laughs> like I wouldn't be sad if someone's a scroll that I don't want to be a scroll. Um, we'll see if that's what they do with it, but yeah. Like, I don't want... There's a lot of people I would be really bummed if they were scrolls. Um, Yelena? How dumb would that be? Hawkeye? Hawkeye would be sad. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, anyways. I'm excited. The event's gonna be cool. It'll be fun. I'm, re- I'm ready for another crossover event, for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been a long time. Uh, but we'll end the podcast there are you guys geeking out about anything else this week not at the moment no nope 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 all right well um lj where can they find you at 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LJThePaladin. And you can find me streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel on Friday nights, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Cool. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armour. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.